Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back. This is Recovery Sort Of. I am Jason, and I journal. And I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. I, too, am a long person in long-term recovery. I'm Jenny. <laughs> a long yeah. person a named long-term Jenny. long-term journaler. Who <laughs> <laughs> Jenny's. Jenny. This is my best intro ever. <laughs> so we're talking about journaling. Uh, we, you know, we're supposed to have a professional-ish person on to teach journaling, but instead we got Jenny because... <laughs> I'll try to be very professional. Did not show up. So the idea of journaling, I guess, what is journaling? Tell us what journaling is to start, right? So I'm glad we're talking about this um, because I'm such a fan of journaling. And um, I, what is journaling? For for me, it's, it's like my self-care management planner. It's like my number one self-care tool. It's, I think my self-care stems from here. Um, hmm. So for me, it's putting all the swirly thoughts in my brain down on paper. It's getting them organized. And, you know, so sometimes that's lists. Sometimes it's like a brainstorm. Sometimes it's like plans or goals. Um, so you think of a to-do list as journaling? It, yeah, some of it's to-do list. Huh. It's, all, it's all of it. So my journaling is like a whole spectrum of writing, like like I'll sometimes I'll record details about my day that I don't want to forget, but that's like kind of like the least activity I put. Sometimes I set out like plans or goals, like I'll let myself dream or brainstorm. Um, and then, you know, it, these will turn into stories or projects. Um, it's kind of like a brain dump. And then it helps me sort and organize, like, especially like, you know, if I have like mixed up or confused emotions about something, when I start to write it out, it starts to come together and I, it helps me be more organized about it. And that's what journaling is to me. I mean, yeah, and interestingly, mm-hmm. I always thought probably I think like Jason, because of his comedy just made, it's like you write down your feelings for the day or some sort of, you know what I mean? Like self-reflective stuff. And I was listening to doing research for this another guy talk about journaling very similarly to what you just said like he has times where yes he has a to-do list or he has a new goal that he came up with and he'll just write that out like it's all part of journaling is like organizing thoughts and doing different organizational things and i was like wow i've never thought of journaling in that way i think in english class in like high school they called it free writing just you know, like letting your mind flow and just don't not worrying about punctuation or grammar. And I'll do a lot of that. And then things come together and either help me understand a present reality or help me figure out what I want in a situation. Because sometimes I don't know what I want. I just have a whole bunch of ideas. So journaling helps me hone in on what it is I want or what it is that's actually present. Yeah. And not to get 
too off. I don't know if you have more questions, but so one of the things this gentleman said about journaling in this way that you're talking about is he uses a sketchbook. He doesn't use a book with lines on the paper because oh. it's not always just writing. You I know, like sometimes yeah. it's a little drawing or sometimes it's, you know, some doodles or, or, you know, bullet points, whatever. But he doesn't use line paper because he said the line paper tends to limit your brain and limit your thinking, whereas an open blank page gives you more creativity and more openness. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I totally did that. And I have drawn in my journals too. In fact, you guys did an episode where we had to figure out your family's purpose. Do you remember that? There was like maybe mm, an exercise yeah. you recommended. Like you asked Billy, like, Does, do you have a family traditions. purpose? Yeah. Anyway, I used that as a journaling prompt and worked out my family's purpose from my point of view and i worked it out in the journal and there was there was drawing involved and like sketching and like <laughs> um you know have, circles pointing here and drawing there <laughs> i have never heard a concept that i agree more with and that also hate so much <laughs> i don't want to fucking write on online paper it's gonna be everywhere it's not oh, gonna be straight line writing yeah. oh my fucking god yeah. <laughs> i have written on online paper and i'm like i will write nice straight lines and i don't and i'm like fuck I do I do line paper for oh. sure, but I mean, but I, I, I'll tuck, you know, sheets of paper in there. Well, actually, now I've moved to a electronic Ugh. and I type it out. <laughs> <laughs> so now I type it out because I, um, I have a lot of reasons why I type it out. So I can, um, I type faster than I write. My handwriting is shit. My yeah. mom's a teacher. She's so ashamed of me. Like my handwriting is garbage. And like when I get really writing, you cannot, I can't even read my own handwriting. Yeah, I can't spell either. Uh, <laughs> like, spelling I'm actually okay at, but I just have terrible handwriting. And um, also with, so with electronic format, I can also like paste pictures or screenshots or quotes. And um, you know what else I can do, do too is uh, search keywords. So I keep it in like Apple Notes. And if I mm. want to look up a date, or look up certain keywords, I can go right to that journal entry. So that's been working for me. When have I written about when Jason didn't help me move and we looked at butterflies in the park? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I I'm not going to do this justice at all. And I wish my coworker Lisa was here. She could do this way better. But basically, handwriting has been proven to uh, light up more of the brain. I'm glad you brought that up. So there's more activity in a lot of different areas when you handwrite. So there is a higher association with being able to remember what you write. And also just the, it activates the right side of the brain because to form letters is more of an art. And so when you're forming letters, you're actually pulling in your creative and feeling side of the brain, not just your analytical They're side. using both the left and the right. Which hand. is why they think the handwriting portion of it is so key. <laughs> It does raise an interesting question. So when you talk about lists and thoughts and ideas, I do tend to write them down a lot, but I do that on my phone in like a little notes kind of app. But I do, I don't do like the little tappy input. I do the swipe texting mm -hmm. input. And I'm like, I wonder if that is almost a similar to handwriting, right? Because you're like sliding your huh. thumb around the screen instead of tapping keys i don't yeah. know i don't know if they've ever done that research Good justification right yeah. i'm fucking yeah. quick with this shit well, let's throw this one in too Go so on. um my friend larissa larissa who wrote into the show she does larissa. journaling with audio clips so huh. she does whatever in her phone saves audio clips and um that works for her it's and i i can i totally get this so when she's walking or driving she can 
talk into her phone. And then um, when we go ahead, is she doing talk to text or is she recording audio clips? Audio clips. And I'll, hmm. I'll do speech to text in my because I'll, I'll journal when I walk. Sometimes I take like an evening meditation kind of walk hmm. and I'll, I'll audio or voice to text into my journal on the walks. But she's actually saving audio clips. And huh. when uh, and that totally works for her because she's that's just how she processes better. And she said uh, at times when she reviews it, she likes the fact that she can hear the tone of voice and um, like the inflection helps her understand the situation with a thought. To be honest, though, I would not say that is journaling. I mean, because I would almost (laughs) say that happens in recovery meetings like that's what people do. And maybe that's why there's some benefit to that. I don't know. I mean, some people just get in there and ramble, but some people, you know, like that's I can easily see someone using that space in a recovery meeting as sorting through some thoughts and ideas and expressing them out loud for sort of, you know, review. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if it's journaling or not, but I feel like, yes, that's a great thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what we do in therapy. It's like, well, that's what I mean with the I'm... audio clips or the well, voice to text. Like, that's where I'm like, I don't so the part we have always said about the steps that helps is that putting it on paper lets us see it from a third-person view, kind of like right. this idea that, you know, if somebody came up to you and was having relationship problems, the answer or solution for them is evident to you, but you can't figure out your own problems because there's feelings involved and in the way of seeing the situation clearly or through a different lens. So you put it on paper and you get a different view of it, just like if your friend was coming right. to you. I feel like that's kind of what happens in a therapeutic environment. Also, what kind of happens when you say things out loud in a recovery environment, like you're, if you're saying it and you're listening and you're open to other people's input about it, like there's that same kind of idea, you're getting a new lens for it. And I guess if she's going back and listening to it, she's hearing it at a different time in her life, which makes it a different lens. That's I guess my view of journaling had always been pretty narrow. I mean, even until we did research into this, I would have never thought like to me, it was always this. You're almost like a reflection of your day, like a diary where you just reflect on your day or what happened that day. Too and that was that's journaling. Like, yeah, that's more or less. Yeah. And I never really thought of it much more than that. <laughs> I was over here debating. I'm like, well. When you do voice to text, you're trying to speak very clearly and enunciate so that it gets all the right words in the text. But when you just record your voice, you're using a more artistic flow, and that's going to be more useful than just, uh, I don't know. I'm a- <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think it's, I think because we all have different learning styles. So it makes sense to me that we would have different journaling styles. Like what's mm. going to, what's going to benefit us the best? So, in this case, Larissa is a good audio person. For me, I've always liked words. Like even when I was a little kid, I used to make lists. Like that's just my thing. I'm a I'm a word person. Um, so it makes sense for for me to be on paper. But so I still think audio journaling is a thing. I mean, Captain Picard audio journals, right? Captain's log. <laughs> yeah. Started four point two six eight nine. That's the future, babe. Way in the future, yeah. though. <laughs> So I, I guess what I would say, the first thing I'm learning right here, right now with the idea that we can make lists and we can audio journal is the same thing I had to learn about meditation. There was no wrong way to meditate and there's probably no wrong way to journal. Like the practice of doing it is makes it right. Yeah, actually journaling. I think journaling and meditation for me are, are very similar practice. Like I, I kind of put them in the same same classification. Yeah. Hmm. What what works for you? What What helps 
what benefits you the most? How, you know, how, what style benefits you the most? If it's just recording details about your day helps you manage your life better. Great. Like for me, it's definitely that free writing to figure things out. That's like the number one quality for journaling. Sure. I have other things in there that I jot down and list. Um, using my journal as a tool to figure things out is a lot like meditation to me using as a tool to figure out what's real and what's best for me. And Hmm. so the way I I tried to pick up journaling this year and I've had some medium success with that, it's on and off. It's been hard to implement. I, I, so uh, let's say this, my judgment of its success is judged based on how often I would like to do it. I would like to do it more regularly. I think it is a good practice. It's something I want to pick up. Uh, I feel like I'm in that beginning stages of trying to pick up meditation where, you know, I can't get the regular practice. Like I get it. I get it. I write this week. I write next week. And then it drops off for a couple of weeks and then I pick it back up and I'm like, shit, I haven't done this for a month, but I haven't really gone into it with like topics or, or some people love topics. Like I have a couple of people I see that are always like, Oh, give me a journal topic for this week. And I'm like, fuck, I got to think of something real quick and sound <laughs> profound. Um, <laughs> but, but like, I just kind of go into it with like, maybe I have a feeling about something that day. And I find it's easier the days that I am having a specific like situation in my life. I'm like, Oh, I want to write about this just to put it on paper. But there's other days where I'm like, I'm just going to journal just because I said I was, you know, commitment, right? <laughs> and then I'm like, what the fuck am I even writing? I'm just kind of That sounds like a chore. That babbling. doesn't. Yeah. I, I find journaling works best for me when I have kind of like a soft mind, like when I'm relaxed, like making it a chore, like don't forget to write. I'm not going to get. It's a yeah. task. It's like laundry. Like I'm not going to get anywhere if my mind's like. It's so journaling for me, like. In the morning when the house is quiet, I'll write down a few thoughts or like um, in the afternoon before I have to do like the whole dinner routine. It's kind of like chill, like the kids are playing video games after school and it's like my moment to like sit down and figure stuff out or in the evening. So, yeah, like when it when it's like a to do list item, you know, like got to change the oil, like force. It's It just doesn't work for me. See, I never want to write. But does it, do I have to go through that space to get to the space you're talking about? So like with meditation, meditation Mm -hmm. was not something I really, I wanted to be a guy who meditated and got (laughs) the benefits of it. Sounds cool. Right. I did (laughs) not want to actually sit on any given day. Like the reminder would come off my phone. I'm like, fuck, man, I got to do this again. But overdoing it and, and I'm, you know well over a year of daily meditation practice like there are many days six out of seven probably every week where i'm like i can't fucking wait to that time when i get (laughs) like that space where i know it's in my day and i'm like oh yeah that's gonna be great so i wonder if i have to go through this like forceful period of it right to get to the place where i start to experience the benefits because i will say so far i have not really felt any specific benefits that i can associate with having done it and and i've my experience has been similar. I've done it a few times and probably never lasted more than like a week. And I'm like, oh, this feels like torture. <laughs> I wonder if audio journaling might be better for you. Maybe maybe the speech to text or maybe the audio clips because you hate writing. Yeah. Like when, if my husband walks in and up, he sees me like clacking out on the I don't even like iPad. Reading. He's like having fun with that term paper there. You know, like because <laughs> uh, that is not his style at all. Like he thinks journaling is like torture. Yeah. And so, but I bet you know, if he thought journaling would benefit him, audio journaling would be hmm. easier for him. And, and he's a Star Trek fan, so I could just oh, make that Picard reference. Just like, <laughs> right. yeah. 
Here's here's what I think I'm running into most in my resistance to journaling is that I'm going to have to take something else out. Like when you just sat here, like I was thinking like through my day, I'm like, oh, I have time between clients sometimes. Maybe I could journal then. But I'm always like, oh, I just kind of want to space out for a minute on my phone. I want to read news, whatever, answer a text. But when you were talking about like being soft in the morning, like I have this kind of, I don't want to say it's rigid, but this routine I do every morning. I get up, I have my coffee, I do a little candy crush, I do some words with friends, I do my wordle, right? Like I read the news. Uh, I would I would have to give those up to take up that morning practice of like sitting with my coffee and journaling that. You know what I mean? Like, I, And that's really, I'm committed to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not good. It's not good that I'm committed to them because there's probably more benefit to just being with myself and reflecting and journaling, but. So maybe I your wanna. journaling time is better, you know, uh, the afternoon or evening. I'm still giving up something. Right, right. You do have a very full <laughs> life. I'm and, always um, giving up something. I don't want to give up. Well, and, but that's I mean, the idea of everything mm-hmm. that's good for us, right? Yeah. We had to give up on these things that maybe aren't so healthy, even if we enjoy yeah. them. Obviously, I've prioritized journaling in my life because... Fuck you, Jenny. Uh, it, makes it, it makes my life easier to have... Meditating and journaling. How right. much better can you be than us? <laughs> I also don't eat meat. All right, St. Jenny. <laughs> well, the meat thing, you can have that. I'm not there. Um, <laughs> can you specifically point out for you, like in your body, can mm-hmm. you tell this is how I feel being the person who journals regularly versus the pre-journaling Jenny. Like, was there a time when, did you feel different then? Can you specifically be like, oh my God, ever since I started journaling, there's like with meditation, I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. man, when I meditate regularly, being Billy and I have talked about this on meditation episodes, like there's a huge fucking difference. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you at least see it when you stop meditating, right. if nothing else. Yeah, you feel it. So I think it was about three years ago that I've been really committed to journaling. I think journaling's been part of my life on and off, but then having formal, I used to do paper, you know, journals, like cute little like decorative cover style with lines. Um, (laughs) And I did those, I did those for a while until it was like a habit. So I guess I, so I, I started meditating regularly about four or five years ago. So then journaling probably started three or four years ago and I have been committed. So I have a ton of those paper uh, journals on my shelf from seasons past. And then I moved to the iPhone, iPad. You don't burn them? No. No. The one thing I read, the guy keeps each year gets its own book and you keep them all. You go back and look. That's what I was going to recommend actually is to break it up by season. So these, these books, like, there's no rhyme or reason to them. Like, you know, there's no color coding. You have to open them and see what dates they are. But it would be easier if I was like, this is my 2019, you know, whatever. And now when I journal in my iPad, um, I do break it up by season. And you like, because otherwise you have like a, a note that's like miles long. So like, I, I, I would say, I would recommend to people, break up your paper journals, audio files, or you know, notes into like seasons so you don't have a huge file. It's just easier. I would recommend trusting the universe. Like <laughs> buy a book and when that book gets filled up, mm-hmm. maybe that like your your life doesn't change because the year flipped over. It well, that, goes through yeah. changes whenever it changes. So just trust and the universe has that. That's what I did. Like I would fill up a book, but it would just kind of end on an odd date and you'd mm-hmm. have to start like October 15th, you know, like a new one. Like I wish 
I was a new season. Of maybe, life. maybe that's just my organized mind, and maybe that's why journaling does work so well for me. Is because I like being. Organized. I'm almost picturing that as a great time. Like if you've been journaling about a certain thing throughout the length of this book, like a change you want to make in your life, and now you're getting your new journal book. It's like. I think now's the time to make that change and start okay, journal- follow you know the universe I mean? that like, way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh, I don't know. Um, so I, I had a, I saw a person at one point that it was in their journal was not more of a typical, what we would think of journal. It was more just kind of like thoughts and doodles and stuff like that. And some of them, maybe they weren't real thrilled about the way they felt like it kind of like that resistance to looking at the dark side, like we talked about with Dave, but they would totally burn them after they were done. They didn't ever want them being found or anything. That's funny. When I did step four and five with a a sponsor, we burned it. And I was like, Oh, I wish I had that stuff back. You know, like that was part of her ritual. And I was like, that's cool. We'll do it. And then I wished it was back. So I, I had this thing and this is coming up for me. You talk about, looking back at them like for me i want the benefit of journaling to be in the writing of it because i don't ever plan on reading this shit again <laughs> like that sounds like work for yeah. sure i'm like i'm not going back and reading this. I, there probably 75 percent of it i don't look back on because it's more like a tool in that i'm getting the words out and then i'll make maybe at the end of a season or cycle i'll put like a summary you know but most of it i don't look back on and then the summary's there if i need it so when did you go from paper journaling to the tablet and uh, why? Pr- probably about a year ago. And it's because I wanted to be more organized and it's, I wanted to um, put screenshots and pictures in there and it's easier to do that than printing it out and pasting it in a book. Mm. And the iPhone's always with me. So when I'm driving, if I have a thought, I can shout it into the phone. Yeah. Mm. And that works better for you? You haven't yep. noticed any, like, you don't feel like you're missing something or you don't feel like you've lost anything from the benefits? No, I don't. I do. I, like Jason brought up about, like, activating the right brain. And I'm really, I'm curious about that. I do kind of side projects. Like, I'll journal about something which will spawn maybe, like, a creative project on the side, which will require me to, like, draw. And um, I'll do that outside of the iPad and just kind of keep that on my bookshelf, you know. Mm. And then, oh, you know what I end up doing is taking a picture of it and putting it into the electronic mm-hmm. file. Does your journaling ever involve vision boards? Yes, I feel like vision boards are so. <laughs> yes, you're so you're smirking. <laughs> I I'm like, God, this is gonna sound critical of myself, but it's not meant to be. Okay. I'm not artistic in the way we think of art. Like I I don't draw particularly well i can't get the picture that's in my head onto the paper in front of me Mm. in any fashion that looks anything like what the fuck i'm looking for um so i'm just that's not like me and so i feel like vision boards are constantly a thing we do at therapy trainings and stuff like that and mine and and i don't care like i don't give a fuck but they look so terrible (laughs) can't you do digital vision board well that's what I was going to show you. I, was, I mean, I, I can't. just slop some shit on the paper. I'm like, so, fuck ever. This is my vision board. It's the background of my phone. So <laughs> I made a vision board like, you know, I did the brainstorm and the journaling. And then I made my 2022 vision board and I made a collage on the background of my phone. So that's always right there. I'm sitting there with my coworkers. We're cutting out magazine stuff. And like this one lady has, has magazines. Like, this lady has like 30,000 stickers. She's like professional vision board maker. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to her and I'm like glue sticks slapping some shit on i'm like 
Oh, come on. Get in touch with your inner five-year-old. Well, well my, like fun. my creative slash artistic side is somewhere else. It's in like talking and, you know, verbal ways and writing. Like I can creatively write or, or putting this podcast together, like the editing mm-hmm. and stuff behind that. Like that's where my artistic side is. And I'm fine with that. I don't judge me for not being like a drawer or whatever. Draw- mm-hmm. How do y'all say that? Drawer. drawer. I think that's correct. Drawer. Drawer. Artist. Crayon. I think this podcast is a sort of journal because we are all exploring these topics, you know, sometimes like in real time, we're like discovering stuff, you know? Yeah. No, oh, yeah this I get is like a benefit out of just talking through mm-hmm. some of these ideas and hearing different perspectives and it helps me sort out some of my ideas. Oh, this is our group journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this the year 2022 journal for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, um, it is. Yeah, so I don't know. I was just curious about the vision board thing. But yeah, I, I don't particularly that I've been better with allowing myself to be creative and not comparing. Like I don't give a fuck about how it looks, but yeah, I don't every time somebody's like, We're gonna do a vision board, I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, my funny story about right. this vision board is uh it includes a picture of me, right? Because it that represents um healthy self worth. So my phone had to go to the re- uh I had to take it in to get it like uh worked on and the dude the clerk the technician like saw my vision board he's like why the hell does this girl have a picture of herself as the background <laughs> <laughs> you think that's what he thought maybe he thought man i wish i had healthy self-confidence and <laughs> had me as a picture on the back of my phone myself is on my background it's me and my wife Ooh. Still. <laughs> yeah i this no i don't know what he thought but this podcast is not ready for what my background is currently honestly <laughs> um Tell us about journaling so we can move away from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my journal is private. Nobody else sees it. Like, I don't share that with anything. It's not like this podcast where the whole world can listen to our public journal. But Keep your dark side hidden. I do. Mm-hmm. It's just like knowing it's always private and hidden. I can, I feel safer there. I can say anything and I know I'm not going to be exposed. Like, I don't, you know, you know those little diaries when you were kids that had like the little tiny... Key and lock. lock. Yeah, this one's serious. Yeah, this one needs a password. Yeah. Uh, my kids had a voice activated one one time. It was like a voice activated lock for their, and then they kept getting locked out of it because they were <laughs> little and stupid and forgot the word. Couldn't and remember. their voices changed, and then they couldn't open it anymore. You know, I, I, so I don't want this to feel critical of you because it's I'll definitely do my best. Not. Go ahead. Um, but it was interesting to hear you say that and and I do the same thing. So this is not a judgment of Jenny. It's an exploration of us. Right. But like you kept your recovery status quiet for a long time and it's been through working with us on this show that that has changed a little bit and you're like out and free and you're not living in the illusion anymore. And I'm like, but there's part of you, you want to keep hidden still and not be out and free and not living in the illusion anymore. And don't get me wrong. Me too. Right. Like I, I got my shit that I don't run around shouting from the rooftops. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But I'm like, man, why do we rob ourselves when we've only experienced the positives of even though there's always a backlash to some extent, but like it's still freeing for us. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, and it's so it's the journal allows me to at least show to my laptop, or my iPad rather, <laughs> you know, like so it does feel, you know, oh, Tim Cook's reading that shit. <laughs> it's like damn it's- jenny <laughs> what was you thinking girl uh, but i guess yeah journaling in in the process of journaling it is like you know maybe i'm getting there maybe by practicing telling my journal that nobody reads i'll be able to tell other human beings and how live you know, more free how do you know your husband ain't gonna read that one day 
I don't know, but he's really. I don't think he wants to know. To be honest, <laughs> I don't. I think I don't think he wants to know. Ooh, I'm not gonna lie, right? And I, I, I'm not trying to cause marital issues, but that didn't sound like I trust him enough that he respects <laughs> my life and privacy. That sounded yeah. like he doesn't really give a fuck about me. Or what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was like, damn, you need a journal about that. <laughs> that was rough. I might journal about hearing that. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what to say to that, but I, yeah. Yeah, I think he doesn't like if I leave my phone out, he doesn't pick it up and look at it. Like he just doesn't doesn't care to know. He's got his own issues, I guess. I don't know. What else about journaling? What else what, we going what with this? else about journaling? What um, else in the recovery community that I you know got clean or abstinent or found recovery in uh, the twelve step world? There's a lot of people, or at least there's some people who do talk about the idea of journaling, but. Even for a more universal aspect of it, I mean, we write down a lot of our steps in Narcotics Anonymous, and AA, there's a couple of them that they write on, right? So there's this form of journaling built into the steps to some extent, you know, especially you think about four and six and looking at yourself, eight, writing down these harms you've caused, 10, the idea of like this inventory on a, a daily basis, which it says doesn't have to be formally written, but you know, we, we do say that you don't really get a clear picture of yourself unless you're formally writing. So I don't know. I, I guess recovery does sort of guide people towards this idea of journaling, but I do feel like it's very step dependent and it's not considered like something you should do all the time. Just like when you're there. Oh, yeah. You should well, and I, I mean, I don't how much of that is more of just the current practice of that, because I think in yeah. other fellowships, they don't write the way that we do at least not in this area I'm, I'm sure different areas do it differently so being a part of some so i'm not super familiar with the the aa practice exactly how it goes down i do believe they write on a couple of steps four um, eight yeah but i just know in like going to some other fellowships um, for different things, and they they follow more of the AA model, I guess. I don't know if it's exact to the AA model, but like the one fellowship I was in, their first step is more like what we consider a fourth step. Like you generally just write down your life history from birth to present, hmm. like everything, just write your life story. And then their four looked more like this chart of like, what did you do? Who was harmed by it? Uh, there's another column I can't think of. And then it was like, what was at the core of that harm? Was it selfishness? Was it greed? Like, what what was behind that? Um, so there, four was kind of like four and five in a chart version almost, like getting to the core nature of what was going on. Uh, and I think they wrote on eight as well. But yeah, so I, I, I guess that's more AA-ish. I can yeah. back you up. That was my experience. I didn't, do, I didn't do much writing on eight, maybe some loose journaling. But I was in outpatient rehab for... And we, I had these little workbooks for one through three, and it was super helpful for me because, again, I'm a word and writing person. I, I did one through three when I finally got a sponsor like too. The NA program, they write well, all kinds yeah. of shit. You, that's I know. what it is. Well, it's funny because my my brother did NA. My brother's also in recovery, and um, he did NA a couple years before me. And when I found out about the NA workbooks, because he was he kind of had the same stance as you guys, like, oh, you don't really do work. This is this is how you get sober, and um. <laughs> He showed me his NA workbooks. I'm like, I would love to do that because um, the little workbooks I did in rehab were really helpful and cool. And I loved the prompts. And, you know, and then, um, of course, I did one through three again with a sponsor. And then four, I used like a spiral bound notebook, the charts that you described. 
Um, and that was super helpful for me. But then by eight, we, we didn't, I didn't have many more writing projects unless they were self-imposed. This episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So if you're in any form of recovery and interested in answering step type questions, but... Maybe the step working guide in Narcotics Anonymous is does not feel Too specific for addiction yeah, well, in it's, that way. It's really specific, and I feel like I don't want to say it's surfacey, but a lot of the questions are like very specifically they are aimed, specific. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a twelve step book out there that's more open and more kind of therapy feelings ish backgroundy. Uh, it's called a gentle path, a gentle path through the twelve steps, or a gentle guide to the twelve steps. It's by Patrick Carnes. Uh, really interesting. I worked through it. I loved it. Hmm. I just felt like it was really open and explorative mm-hmm. and, you know, involved a lot of stuff that maybe uh, a specific to a fellowship book wouldn't. That's cool. It's like recovery light. No. No? No, it felt like the opposite. Oh. It felt like recovery deep, recovery heavy. Oh. <laughs> Not like, okay. It was like, it was very explorative. It was more like therapy kind of okay. recovery instead of just like, you know, suck it up and stop using drugs. It was like, where in your family history? What kind of feelings did this evoke in you when okay. you dealt with your caregiver? Like that kind of stuff. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, I would, re- I would encourage anybody in recovery in any program to have some kind of journaling. It's, I just feel like it's like a great tool to get to know you. I don't, I don't know who it wouldn't work for, whether you are a writer or an audio person or pictures you know, whatever style of learning you do best, find a way to use that to like have a conversation with your brain. Is TikTok a video journal? Yeah, for some people, I'm sure it is. Hmm. Uh, is, totally. is social media a form of journal? And that's an interesting, like you I can look so. back, here's your memory from 10 years ago, what mm-hmm. you were thinking. Like Yes. And I've used social media as a tool to see where my headspace was at huh. in the past. Instagram, not Facebook. It's easier to look up Instagram pictures. Doesn't help if I don't ever post anything on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I could tag you guys in some random memories just to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was back before I knew Jenny. <laughs> I used to post, and now I don't even want to ever see what I post. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm doing that now too. So uh, as I'm going through, like Facebook will be like memories from whatever. I'm like deleting stuff. Like I've long since deleted like drunk Jenny days. But then there's other <laughs> stuff like that was not funny at you all. Deleted Delete. that. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, I do not want memories coming up of me like all. Huh. 
Wow. Tired eyed so, and slurry looking. I mean, you know. Facebook wasn't around, so I don't know how yeah, unattractive neither. it would have been. And, and I could see the draw to want to remove that. And especially right. in early recovery when I had nothing else to do anyway, spending hours deleting all that shit would have probably worked. But I, I mean, I feel like just thinking about it right now, it's probably no different. Like my posts from 2007 are probably horrid. Now <laughs> yeah. to who I am. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, what's the difference? Like, for sure. Do I need to delete that or do I need to not so much be reminded of it, but know that, yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. That change happens through a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I can go through and see the picture and be like, oh, great. I've changed. Delete. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> well, see, and I'm the other way. Like, I wish there was more pictures and stuff of me using. Like, Same. I don't have almost any because yeah. I didn't like myself. I didn't like people taking pictures of me. Obviously, phone cameras mm -hmm. weren't around all the time, so it wasn't as many pictures. But if people were, like, pulling out cameras, I'm like, don't take pictures of me, you know. Like, uh, and yeah. my family, I'm not in very many family pictures at all. You know, like there's just not a lot of pictures of me when I was using. I want pictures from when I was using because I don't have many either. But I want some at like the lowest points because like, what the fuck? That is such a testament to the transformation that can happen in life. Yeah, I've like, almost thought about trying to get my mugshot pictures because I don't know yeah, that'd either. be great. I don't know how you get them. Dude, I look internet? like a fucking skeleton. I mean, right. my cheeks were sunk in. I was gray. It was hard. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that would be oh great Oh my gosh, to we see. have homework now. Everybody get a picture of what you look like using. <laughs> I don't have any. Well, I'm always jealous when the people put their like before and after recovery pictures. I'm like, I can't do one of them. Like, I don't right. have any pictures of me using And the couple them. I have, I'm like, they're not bad enough. I know. <laughs> it was worse than that. <laughs> they were at decent points if people were still bad. taking pictures. <laughs> right. I can't believe there's no pictures of me like drinking and driving and puking out the window. Like, right? There's, there's no pictures of that. Anyway, back to journaling. Yeah, back to journaling. <laughs> I, I guess one of the other, uh, it's it's helpful. I don't review too much, but by writing it down, I can see patterns of behavior, and that that's really helpful too. Like, um, and it's like this isn't really my story, but I know some people get like seasonal affective disorder. I mean, there's other patterns that if you, you know, like if if you write it down, it kind of commits it to memory. I think you mentioned that in the actual writing process you commit to your brain more yeah. even in the electronic or audio by just acknowledging it. it just makes you pay attention it's more mindful i guess mm -hmm. you know like and you can see more patterns and that's why i think it's super helpful for people in recovery i mean and mental health in general but you you want to see like what are your tendencies like oh my gosh i just i was writing about that last month what's going on you know yeah and one of the benefits you know i was looking at benefits of journaling and one of them was keeps memory sharp Journaling helps keep your brain in tip-top shape. Not only does it boost memory and comprehension, it also increases working memory capacity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, you probably know, our like, our memories are for shit on their own, and you can have an incident happen in front of three people and ask them two days later, and they'll give you three different stories of what color the hat was, what color jacket the person was wearing, <laughs> you know. And I guess journaling is a way to help improve that. Well, and we tend to think that when we remember something repeatedly, we're remembering it. But every time you remember something, you're remembering the last time you remembered right. it, which changes it huh. even further. It's like the telephone game. Right. Whisper so down you're the remembering lane, but in a story. Your brain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not even remembering a, me remembering a memory. Right. When I used to work, I knew this woman in HR, and she, she had a journal, like a spiral-bound journal on her desk. And she just wrote down basic facts of who saw her, what day. And maybe like a general idea of why. And 
it was a super useful tool because I guess HR office is pretty busy. But if she had that very basic facts, it just helped her remember the facts. Hmm. And then I guess the other colorful parts, she had other places to remember that or whatever. But hmm. um, just that kind of bare bones journal was a really essential tool for her work. Just time, date, person, why. Well, and it's interesting what I'll call the side benefits of journaling, because I found quite a few too, which I, I hope to bring up as we continue this episode. But like, if you just asked me what was the importance of journaling or what's the benefit of it before any of this, like my original thought is probably like self-exploration, like self-reflection, the space mm -hmm. to just kind of look at myself from a different place so instead of that place where I always am, that judgment that, you know, critical eye like it just lets me put it on paper and kind of think of it differently i would never think of like memory or some of the other things that mm -hmm. i found that it does for you i'm like oh i guess it does do all that organization like i would never think of organization as what i would journal for it's interesting mm -hmm. to me it's also a joy to see memories too it's not all like painful stuff like sometimes it's fun to go back and be like oh yeah that's when my daughter's play was you know like so it does have, you know, like I'll put pictures of like favorite memories in there. So it's not all like painful stuff. And that's a benefit of the digital version is mm -hmm. that you can put these pictures or these cap, you know, yeah. event photos or whatever in there. You could draw a picture of your daughter's dancer site on. <laughs> you could draw a picture. <laughs> Mine would be like a couple of stick figures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like with all things, it just gets better with practice and it's super personal. Like how you do it is you know, like it has what works for you, super personal. So interesting. Another benefit that I read, and I don't know if for me, it's a big deal because I am, I struggle with anxiety was it says it reduces stress. Um, have you noticed any benefit of that for you? Yes. Be because knowing where I'm at reduces stress when I'm like floundering or confused. If I'm in a situation that I don't quite understand and the writing about it helps me sort things out. Naturally, I'm going to be less anxious about it. This is all I could think of when you were talking about pictures of dancing, this dance logo design fail. This is probably what I would end up drawing <laughs> as dancing. <laughs> it took me a minute. I had to squint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because it's you, I knew where it was camera. going. Right, so. <laughs> right, right. That's a old jazz dance logo. <laughs> I look at too much internet, obviously. You do. So uh, I saw that journaling can reduce anxiety. Uh, they did a study where people with various medical conditions and anxiety wrote online for 15 minutes, three days a week over a 12-week period, and they had increased feelings of well-being and fewer depressive symptoms, and it continued to improve during the 12 weeks that they journaled. Why? Uh, they don't know, but... Just writing things down lowers your anxiety. There you go, Billy. Yeah, I imagine it gives you a more realistic perspective. I mean, in my head, things seem so important or that, you know, the, the level of importance I'll place on different ideas or concepts is very different than what it looks like in real life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And so writing it down probably helps just make it more real, but then also help you see like a path forward or a path. Well, and if you, yeah, if you think about it, uh, you know, if you're holding something in that makes you feel bad about yourself and never like, it's kind of like that idea that I felt before I even use drugs. Like I can't show myself to these people around me or they'll hate me the way I do. But if I can go to Billy or Jenny and say, man, I've been having this really like 
what I feel is a shitty thought about something I want to do in my life. And they're like, no, I totally get it. Like that situation you're in, like if they normalize it, I now have to carry less of that burden. Right. Um, a lot of what happens in a therapy session, even though we like to think it's all this fancy shit, it's just the fact that people have a space to vent. Mm -hmm. Right. And journaling can provide that. Like you can vent in a place where you're not going to get judged. Yeah, and I felt that about meetings same way. Like yeah. I think a lot of times when I go in and, and share about difficult stuff in a meeting, I'm not necessarily looking for the people and there's solutions to my problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the goal of me getting it out isn't to fix it for, for anybody there to fix it. But I'm usually, by the time I share it out loud, some sort of answers or solutions or what I need is already coming back to me. Right. <laughs> Just releasing it. Well, and that's, I think, um, you know, you talk about going into a meeting and doing that. That was one of the most critical things for me early on. Like I couldn't go into the doctor's office or the the church brunch, uh, you know, the pancake social and talk about how, you know, I, I punched that old lady in the face for a hit of crack, right? For her right. purse. Like, but in a meeting, people would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was asking for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> what street was she on? <laughs> She's still there every day. Right. I might need some money later. Yeah. Um, you got me thinking, though, because about how we share in meetings. Um, and maybe my journaling really uh, took off as out of necessity because it was right before COVID that I started journaling more seriously. And then it became like really dependent on it because we mm. were all home so much. So I kind of became my own meeting at a necessity, you know, sharing stuff. Maybe I have to think more about that, but. <laughs> and I, I want to ask you this cause I don't know. I have never been to a, no, it's not true. I've been to one meeting you were at, but you didn't say anything. Um, uh, in, in the 12 step world, um, there's a tendency for people who get some amount of time or, recovery or respect where they feel like they can't talk about the tough things in their life anymore almost. And I, I don't know this, but I've almost got the feeling. I wonder if you go into the, the Dharma meetings that you go to and don't necessarily share about any of the gritty stuff. It's more like, Oh, this is what I'm trying to practice. This is the positive parts of Jenny. Like, oh, I think you're definitely right. And okay. I've been thinking about that lately, how like I, cause I, I lead most of the meetings. Um, because nobody else wants to. Um, but they say I do a really good job. Um, but yeah, I end up being like the smiley, positive mm -hmm. leader up front. And I don't share the yucky stuff. Um, and I know that's becoming an issue. I'm, I'm trying to find other ways for that. But Has it, journaling it, helped you become aware of this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, it has. Uh, but I do, like I'll share the tougher aspects or the challenges in the journal. And then I do come to Dharma, you know, with... You know, like a, you know, a smile on my face. We got a lot. We get a lot of new people too, and I don't want them to walk in the door and be like, "You ready for this shit?" You know, like. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I do, I do tend to do that, and that's the other reason. Like I mentioned, I was like, "Should I go try twelve steps for a little bit again, just to shake things up?" But yeah, limited on time. Well, and so, the reason I asked is because one of the other benefits I read about was strengthened emotional function, which. You know, by writing about things and bringing them out, mm -hmm. we're like, oh, yeah, I do see this. Almost like you talked about earlier, like this pattern or I see myself mm -hmm. thinking this certain way and I can sort of begin to do something with that. Yeah. And I mean, and you know what? I know this is an issue with me. I have trouble getting criticism. But if I tell my journal, I don't get criticized, you know, <laughs> like sometimes I don't want people's advice. Some people, I don't, you know. There's people in meetings who like, I respect the recovery, but I do not want your advice. I don't want you commenting on my shit. You know, like, 
I just want to get it out. So, but I, I gotta, I don't know. I need, there's some, I, there's some toughening up emotionally. I need somehow some solution. Huh. Yeah, I get that. Like I, that's one of the things I don't really want to share a lot in a meeting about something I'm actually going through because generally those aren't the people I necessarily really want their suggestions. Like I go straight to the people whose information I want. I don't need to put it out in an open format like that. Like the people who I've really, I'm like, oh man, I really wonder what they think about this and how they would handle it so that I can get some more information. I just go straight to those people. Like I don't really need, and, and I don't even know how often I really all the time need that. Like I don't know if it's journal or self-reflection or, or a higher universal power, but like, I mean, I feel like generally after a while, we kind of know where we stand on morals and values and what priorities matter to us. And like, you know, you can kind of sit back and just think about it a little bit and step back from it. And it's like, huh, that's kind of evident yeah. what I need to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I do shared meetings, but I don't I, like, I get a little bit perturbed when people try to start giving me answers, but I know that's going to happen. And I just, most of it doesn't matter. <laughs> Patience <laughs> like, and tolerance. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just, whatever. I try not to do that to other, because I want to do the same thing to other uh -huh. people when they share about okay. where they're at, what they're going through. Oh, well, let me tell you how to fix that <laughs> oh right now. Yeah. I got all the information you need. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to do the same fucking thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I recognize it. <laughs> it says journaling helps with brooding. So if you write about an emotional event, you can break away from nonstop cycle of obsessively thinking and brooding over what happens. Hmm. But apparently the timing matters because writing about a traumatic event immediately after it can make you feel worse. Ah. So it's more about the brooding, not the actual event. That reminds me of writing a letter and not sending it. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever been prescribed that? Like oh, write the email, but don't send it. Tell people that all the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. No. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's about, yeah. you know, I guess it's about, well, you're the doctor, but it's about getting it out and then you don't have to follow through. It just helps cool you off. Well, uh, generally from my perspective, we just start with just write the letter that you would never send, right? Mm -hmm. Make it icky, make it nasty, make it dirty, say all the shit you really need to say. Wow. Right? And then after you do that, then we'll talk about if you actually want to send a letter and how we can navigate writing the letter that you could send. But like, first, let's just get that shit out. Be ugly. Yeah. I've also heard, um, write the letter to your future self, you know, like of what you are mm, proud of accomplishing. I guess this, this goes along, along with goal setting, but, you know, uh, I guess have your future self write you a letter now. And like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, can tell how you feel about that. Well, no, the, <laughs> the one way you talked about it like that write a letter to yourself in five years about where you're at and being thankful for the things you've accomplished in those five years and this that and the other like this idea of like it's almost like visualizing yeah a, a future outcome and i'm like i mean it's not terrible but i don't use it much so with your goals do you just is there like a random time they come up in your journaling or do you do them at the beginning of the year or oh um yeah, I guess I'll, I'll do it with like the seasons, you know, like, you know, New Year's seems like a good time to set like goals for the year, you know. Well, the the guy that recommended the uh, book, the sketchbook, also like he was saying what he does is in the beginning of the book, he writes goals, I think. One of the interesting things he did, and I thought this was fascinating, is he has the number of days until he turns 90. And that is to and it counts down, you know, each year. 
do I have to be alive when I turn 90? Because yeah, well, that's just an like, infinite number and of it days. Was a, a, how many days you have left in your life until you know you're going to be dead? Wow. You know what I mean? So making the most of each day. And then true. he has yeah. that in there. Contemplation and of death. the countdown and then it, his goals and stuff. And wow. I thought, wow, that's interesting. That might fuck me up. <laughs> Send you a deep I, depression. Yeah. <laughs> I, cool. I think I might do it though. That yeah. sounds really. If I remember I, tomorrow, <laughs> is there an app for like that for that ninety yeah. day countdown? There's probably a countdown. There's mm-hmm. countdown apps. I'm sure. Ooh, oh, yeah. God! Can you imagine that popping up as a notification every morning? Right. Twenty eight thousand more days till you're dead. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, for him, that was beneficial. Hmm. But, and then there was some idea. other stuff, but he did all those things like on the cover of the book. So when you first opened it, that was like the first thing and then journal through the rest. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. I might journal about my death. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it creates awareness. So writing down your feelings about a difficult situation can help you understand it better. Uh, the act of putting an experience into words and structure allows you to form new perceptions about events. So I think this goes back to the idea of venting it in a place where it's not going to be criticized, right? When we have to actually, it's one thing to walk around with this vague feeling of not liking ourselves for punching the old lady, but it's a whole nother thing to write it on paper. Well, what actually happened? What did it go? Why did I do this? What was I feeling as it went on, right? Did she stab my kid? Well, maybe I was supposed to punch. Like, you know what I mean? There's a whole lot of other aspects to it and you can step back from it. It's, again, I think it's a really that stepping back that really helps a lot. That's a lot of the therapy process. Just Different perspective and step away from the body, right? <laughs> right. Get away from your brain for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's probably why meditation goes so well with journaling, I yeah. would imagine, because, you know, meditation for me is similar. It's like I'm sitting back and watching all this shit swirling around in there. Yeah. Going, how much of this is nonsense? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. how much of this is completely useless, wasted energy? Oh my God. Therapists are like brain police. <laughs> step away from the thoughts, ma'am. <laughs> Gonna need you to step back. That's, that's, ew. I don't like that. <laughs> what were we going to say? Oh, I just like Billy, it's in like meditation. Um, cause meditation strengthens, you know, focus and concentration and applying that to your journaling. And then I think they go hand in hand. And then when you have a stronger focus, you know, what's going on in your mind, you're writing it down, you can bring that back to meditation. And it just, I think they help each other. They work together like peanut butter and jelly. I like peanut butter and jelly. Do you journal or do you, yeah. Do you journal when the mood strikes you or do you have a time for it? And if you do, is it like I journal, then meditate or I meditate, then journal? Yes. All of that. So sometimes, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so sometimes when I'm, uh, if the moment strikes me, that's what's so convenient about recording it on my phone because it's usually always with me. I can jot down what's come to mind. But then there's other times when I'm like, I'll tell my family like, I'm going to go journal for a bit, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I'll set aside time. And um, and then there's other times where I go, I want to get deep and I'll, you know, set the mood, you know, like mm. meditate a little bit, maybe light a candle you know, have a little cup of tea because I incense. want to get comfortable. You know, if I have incense, I usually don't. But, you know, I want to get comfortable because I want my mind to relax and get into something, you know, a topic that I've picked up from conversation, something that's been on my mind, something like, you know, an Instagram therapist brought to mind. And I'm like, ooh, I want to explore that, you know. So highly disappointed in your lack of incense use. 
I'll get some. I don't. Yeah. If I have some, I'll burn it. But I, I don't know. I need a big Buddha picture and uh-huh. incense. And then I like maybe it. I'll I just, start journaling. <laughs> I just start the mood. Like, like right. I have to go find incense. It's not like at the grocery store. You it's know, on like, Amazon, bro. Well, that's true. But I'd still have to go find it. It just. Uh. Uh, it regulates emotions. So they did brain scans of people who wrote about their feelings, and it showed that they were better able to control their emotions better than those who wrote about a neutral experience. Uh, it also found that writing about feelings in an abstract way was more calming than writing vividly. Hmm. Hmm. It encourages opening up. So writing privately about a stressful event could encourage some to reach out for social support. Continuing what you said earlier, you're practicing for when you're ready to be more open about I these things. I figured it out all by myself. Yeah. So here's one you don't not know. I didn't. It can speed up physical healing. So they did a study on 49 adults in New Zealand and found that those who wrote for 20 minutes about their feelings on upsetting events healed faster after a biopsy than those who just wrote about daily activities. Hmm. Do they write about the biopsy? Uh, or just, just says, something else? Feelings on upsetting events. So probably, I mean, if the biopsy... What an interesting you. experiment. But isn't that crazy that it mm-hmm. speeds up your physical healing? Uh, they also yeah. did one where college students wrote about stressful events were less likely to get sick compared to those who wrote about neutral topics like their room. Oh, man, that's cool. So it increases yeah, your well-being increases physically as well. Physical immunity. So how to start? How to start? I I think. I mean, do you have a recommendation? Uh, or? I, I'm open to yours because I don't necessarily believe these. They're just written on this. Okay. Internet. So <laughs> I would say how to start would be just start you know, with a paper journal or the electronic one like we talked about or audio and just start recording events in your day. Just like real simple, no judgment. Just be like, today you could be like, Recorded podcast with the guys, had an omelet for lunch, you know, and just start somewhere. Do not judge what you're writing. And I didn't try then, any of them or check them out, but there are journaling apps too that will give you prompts, yeah, to- yeah topics, oh, yeah. and things to start on. So. And I think you will become naturally curious about your mind. I think mm-hmm. as you start writing about your day, you'll start clicking like together some things or be like, you know, I saw this really interesting documentary and that makes me wonder about this. And I think. Just recording bare facts. Don't judge yourself. It doesn't have to be perfect or beautiful or even interesting. Your curiosity will naturally lead you to delve more into your own own mind. That's what I believe. I already like that more than anything that's written on this page. <laughs> yeah, and I am awesome. actually yeah. going to try that because I, I, the part of my problem is I'm like, well, I got 10 minutes for my next person. Do I really have time to sit down and get into one of these page long journal entries and, and Maybe I'll just pull the fucking book out and write a sentence. Right. A couple things. I'm going to try that. Thank yeah, you. That is oh, pretty helpful. Oh, you're welcome. So this says, try it on paper first. It says, writing with pen and paper helps you process feelings better. It's also easier to add drawings, uh, but go with whatever you're more comfortable with and is more convenient for you. Uh, it says, make it a habit by picking a time of day, whether it's the first thing you do when you wake up or the last thing before you go to bed. Commitment. Doesn't exist. Don't even bother with that suggestion. Uh, keep it simple. When you're first starting out, keep it simple. Journal only for a few minutes and set a timer. I like Jenny's idea better, so fuck this website. <laughs> Do what feels right. There's no hard and fast rule on what you should write. It's your space to create whatever you want to express your feelings. Don't worry about spelling or sentence structure or what other people might think. Some people may prefer to write only if something is bothering them, but you should do what feels right for you. Write on anything, 
While a beautiful notebook might inspire some, it can intimidate others. You're free to use fucking lineless paper if you're a goddamn psychopath. Um, <laughs> but it could be specific scraps of paper, your phone. Uh, if you don't like writing, you could even try a voice memo. Imagine that. Larissa's on to something. Uh, get creative. You may not be sure where to start with journaling. Or you might be reluctant if you're not fond of writing, Billy. But journaling doesn't have to be just about writing sentences. Try different formats. Write lists, make poetry, compose a song, write a letter, draw some art, or try bullet journaling. You can also find journaling prompts online, such as Billy said, or on apps that might inspire you. Try expressive writing. Writing about an event that was stressful or emotional for you may be more beneficial for your mental health than just diary writing. Is that different than diary writing? I don't know. Start a gratitude journal. Giving thanks is good for your mental health. Start off by listing three things that you're grateful for. These can be small things like a walk in the park, delicious cup of coffee, or good weather. It can be a list, full sentences, doesn't matter, do your thing. And don't set your expectations too high. Journal isn't going to solve all your problems. It isn't a therapist or counselor, but it can help you learn more about yourself. It is my therapist. Maybe you learn that you need a therapist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of great stuff in there about what it can do for you. And I think it, the way they laid it out, uh, I was a little skeptical about their suggestions for getting started. I liked it. It sounded like really open and just do what feels right and don't be pressured. I, I'm taking Jenny's suggestion. I, I'm going with it. I'm going to just try to write a sentence here and there about something that goes on and see where that goes. I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's really useful too. I had a pretty narrow view of what i thought journaling was until we looked into until i looked into this a little bit and listened to you and you know it's always one of those things i've heard is super beneficial and i'm always been like yeah that's for somebody else but i felt that way about meditation for years too so <laughs> any final thoughts no but thanks for letting me share about my journaling oh man thanks for bringing it to us so go out there and journal if you need a prompt for your first journal you can write about how commitment is bullshit and doesn't exist <laughs> just like we talked about last episode <laughs> see you next week did you like this episode share it with people you think might get something out of it check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com also while you're there you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us. <laughs>